Hi everyone and welcome to this fifth Sunday in Lent or the 3rd of April 2022. Today we're coming to you from two different locations. Uh, we're out at St Mark's at Dunwich on Stradbroke Island and we're also at St Andrew's at Ormiston for Evensong. Today's reading is from the Gospel of John chapter 12 verses 1 to 8 and we hear in the Gospel reading about Mary and her what we've called in the sermon a needed waste in the sense of she's taken expensive perfume and anointed Jesus's feet and then wiped them with her hair. Uh, and we're looking at a story about um, a young boy who um, experienced that sort of forgiveness and needed waste uh, when he'd had um, an accident at a cafeteria. So sit back and enjoy um, us coming to you from Ormiston and from Stradbroke Island and we'll see you on the other side of the sermon. And we say together, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me will not die forever. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John chapter 12 beginning at verse 1. Glory to you Lord Jesus Christ. Six days before the Passover Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and their money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated? I don't know whether I've done it at this service before, but hold on tight because you're going to get a story tonight. Um, so here we go. He was seven years old when his parents took him to a cafeteria. And just for your own sort of um, keeping in mind, when I read this, I remembered back to when I was a child when we used to get taken to Kmart and when, remember when Kmart had a cafeteria in it? Yeah. Well, we would go there and we were allowed to, if we were good, we were allowed to get a carton of hot chips and if we were really lucky, we'd got uh, Frog in a Pond, which was the old chocolate Freddo and green jelly. Anyway, that's what was going on in my mind. Anyway, he was seven years old when his parents took him to a cafeteria. And he couldn't believe what his eyes told him he saw. It was so big and there were so many choices. His parents told him he could pick whatever he wanted and that was more freedom than he'd ever imagined existed. 
it was more power and choice than he'd ever had to exercise before. All of those options just waiting to be selected and he had the power to choose what he wanted. But freedom is never completely free. There are always limits to freedom. And even if they had told him he could get what he wanted, he, he knew there had to be limits to even that much freedom. There was always dad watching to make sure his seven-year-old son didn't try to use more freedom than he could eat. And let's face it, we've all done that. Uh, you might remember this, all you can eat soup and salad bar at Sizzler. Well, we've all done that. Dad had, driven, dad had given this freedom and dad could take it back at any moment. Such freedom, therefore, must not be abused. Nevertheless, full of excitement and joy, the young boy picked up his tray and bounded forward. He reached out and packed up a bowl of chips and put it on the tray. Then there was that quick look to Dad to see if that choice had violated the rules of this new game, which he had not been told. His father made no opposition and so the boy went on. There were so many agonising decisions to make, but he finally made another one and he took a sausage roll and put it on his plate. And still there was that quick glance to, at his dad to make sure that that was still okay. So can you imagine the joy of it all? And then comes the big decision, the decision, the supreme moment in this entire game, the dessert section. And the line backs up behind him as he tries to decide. His choice boils down to the lemon meringue pie or the chocolate cake with whipped cream. And finally, he makes his choice. And even now, there's that last desperate glance towards Dad. Surely he stepped over the limit. And, th and this last wild, wonderful choice would be that limit. But no, no nothing. His joy is complete. And in the fullness of his joy, he slides the tray forward on the track and then out onto nothing but the joy itself, out where there are no tracks and there was no support and the tray crashes to the floor with the horrible rattle of breaking china. There on the floor was all of his dreams. There on the floor were the results of all, this wonderful, all of his wonderful decisions and all his hard-fought choices, all his wants and desires smashed into one huge mess. And he looked immediately at his father, and he doesn't know whether he'd be smarter to cry out of sorrow at his loss or out of fear for his safety from his father's anger. There in his father's face, the young boy saw that cold combination of anger, frustration and exasperation. It's the kind of look that every child can read and one they dread worse than punishment itself. Time froze. It was but an instant, but it seemed like that moment lasted forever. It has lasted a lifetime for that young boy as he can still feel the terror in his soul. Even at over 40, the young boy, now a man, can feel that same fear. Before the father could put his own tray down to accomplish whatever it was that the father intended to accomplish in terms of some sort of behavioural modification, 
The manager of the cafeteria was right there next to the young boy. The manager, in a very calm and pleasant manner, assured the boy that accidents do happen and that for every problem that there's, there's a solution. And as he talked to the boy, the manager, by careful examination of the remains on the floor, figured out what the young boy had had on his tray. And the manager sent one of his staff to bring the boy a new tray with everything just like the one he had before. The, the waitress came back with an identical tray to the one that ended up on the floor. Now the manager then spoke to the boy's father and assured him that it was, he was not expected to pay for both trays of food, but would only be asked to pay for the tray of food that the boy ate. In two minutes, the manager had taken an awful moment in the life of that boy and put those pieces back together and made his trip to that cafeteria a wonderful experience of grace and forgiveness. The manager had redeemed a horrible event and made the boy's trip to the cafeteria the great joy it had started out to be. It's what we could call a needed waste. Now, the author of that story added here, he said, now it may not surprise you that one of the first comments I heard from someone when the young man was telling this story was that if the manager keeps acting like that and giving food away, he'll soon lose his business. The person hearing this story was determined that everybody realised that the manager cost the company money in doing this and the business absorbed the cost of that kindness. And it's responses like that that put this story right next to the story of Mary in today's gospel. This woman who anoints Jesus' feet and wipes them dry with her hair is doing what the manager did for this young boy. The disciple who objects to this act of love and says that we could have sold that ointment and gotten a year's wages for it and done all kinds of good deeds is like the man who was suggesting that management had been reckless and wild and would ruin the company if he continued with that kind of extravagance of giving away extra meals. And yet Jesus praises and defends the woman for her wasteful conduct. She too did a needed waste. Why? Because the kingdom of God is made possible by needed waste. A needed waste is wherever there is something in this world for which we will, we will gladly give up all our worldly possessions and never count the cost. Gladly use up all that we have and only regret that we didn't have more to give. And Jesus suggests that the kingdom of God makes itself visible wherever there are those who are willing to use up their resources gladly to honour, to praise, to celebrate the goodness of God, to waste perfume in the adoration of Christ, to spend money to glue back together dreams, to spend all you get to help the sick and dying, just like Mother Teresa in Calcutta. All of this is an example of what we might call needed waste. It's a needed waste because it's the kind of love that makes life good and beautiful. It's the kind of act that transforms the shattered joys into great memories. Now, the author of the story noted that the young boy in this story, now an adult, says he will always know 
what forgiveness can do because he has experienced it in his life. Jesus praises this woman who wastes this perfume because for the kingdom of God to become real, to become visible, there have to be those who are able to be wasteful, to be managers who are willing to make things right again and be willing to assume and bear the cost. And as the church, as the body of Christ, you and I are invited to become followers of Christ who gladly poured out his life to make grace and love possible for all. We are called to be agents of needed waste in order to be salt and light to the world around us. God's power and love are made manifest wherever, it seems to me. There are those who are willing to be wasteful with the stuff of life in order to be redemptive in the community around them. Maybe that's why Jesus says, wherever the gospel is preached in the world, what she has done, Mary in our gospel reading today, what she has done will be told in memory of her because she loved enough to be wasteful. The question we have to ask, but more than that, the question we need to respond to, if we have any intention of seeing the kingdom grow in this place, is how much needed waste are we prepared to engage with? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. So check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call, um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.